0: Richard Franzi,
1: And welcome to the Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1178, and this is interview number 1492, charging towards our 1500th interview. And boy, do we have a good one planned for you today. Ladies and gentlemen, did you know that 2019 is expected to be another major growth year for the internet cloud? See how Vibrant Software helps their clients navigate this new digital world and find value through cloud computing and artificial intelligence, and how your business practices could benefit. To do that, I have Adam Miller of Vibrant Software. Adam, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. Thank you, Rick. Great to be here. It's good to have you on the show. Before we kind of get into what we talked about there in the open, I wonder if you might be able to explain why Vibrant is what they do and... What makes you unique in this w- very busy and popular area of cloud computing?
0: Very popular, isn't it? So Vibrant has been around for almost 20 years. We started back in mid-90s and we originated as a software solutions company and we've re- we've really maintained that direction since okay. but a lot of what we've really focused on in the probably the last decade has been business software and specifically we've been able to take the experience of those last decades and bring it together so that we have the ability to guide customers and clients to achieve their own business goals that's a general purpose statement yes and but it's led by technology okay and so we act usually as a person that can help step in on behalf of the business to help that business achieve that goal. So the business might come in. Let's take you, for example. Okay. Let's, let's, say, the, let's say that you say to me, Adam, I really, I, we have almost 1,500 episodes, and I want to go back, and I want to do a best of, but yes. the problem is, there's 1,500 episodes. What am I going to do with all those? How, right. how in the world am I going to figure that out? Right. Well, you could pay somebody to listen to each episode, write down all the details, figure it all out, figure out the trends, figure out the words, figure out the, what's going on. It's probably not going to be very efficient.
1: And it would take a long time.
0: You'd be tired at the end of that. <laughs> so we hire a computer to do that. Okay. Otherwise known as artificial intelligence. Interesting. So what we can do is we can take all of your videos, or even your, just simply your audio, send that to the cloud, into our artificial intelligence little world up there. Yes. You have to do very little work to get it going, and come back about two days later, maybe not even two days, maybe a few hours later. Okay. And you have full transcripts of everything that everyone said, all the trends of what people were talking about, all the marketing direction and initiative that you need now to be able to see and pull out of that, what was the biggest topics that we talked about? What were the trends that we talked about? wow, Were there males talking? Was it mostly females? Uh You can even get into a sense of compassion where people saying, were they excited about it? What was the most exciting episode? And people got all freaking out. How many times did I laugh, for example? It'll tell you all that. So,
1: so do you have to set the parameters in advance for, the, for this to work, or does it have
0: the ability to kind of discern that on its own? It's almost more boundaries. It's more of long than where you say, this is the type of thing I'm interested in. Now do your best. Okay. And you can go at it, and it'll f- figure out all this wonderful information and bring it back to you and present it to you and say, here's what I found. Is this useful? And if not, you can dive in even deeper. And you can get into things called machine learning, where you actually yes. train it and teach it. Yes. And now you can bring it in and you can say, whenever you hear this voice, well, that's my granddaughter. So every time okay. she comes out, okay. bring out the episode, show me the episode where she's talking. And you can basically, you can train it. And that's the difference between AI and machine learning. Is that machine learning, today, anyway, yes. takes a lot more effort from a training perspective. Okay. The AI is usually, today anyway, is based more around Uh, More of the -the out-of-the-box type features. Now that's kind of a general-purpose answer for just today, right? But it works really well from our perspective in a business environment like that. So,
1: so the overarching—let me paraphrase it for the CEOs and business owners that are—and tell me if I'm close to being correct. Mm -hmm. The beauty of what you just talked about is it's taking a significant amount of information—1,500 interviews—and it's turning that raw data. Into discernible information that I can then use to make a second-order decisions about and and figure out how to utilize it.
0: That's exactly right. In fact, you would have probably come to us with a business need. Okay, you would have said, "Hey, I have a pain," or I, I've, "I've got." A I have pain. all this information, but I and you may not even know you have the information. For example, you wow. also have the other side of this, which are all the YouTube videos, all the hits that people have watched, all the the podcast information. How do you bring all that together yeah, and how say, do how do I attack this marketing initiative that I have with all this stuff that I have? Okay. That's where we come in. We so, take your initial need. Yes. We figure, put all the puzzle pieces together, analyze it, come up with a solution that works for you. And in the end, we present it back. We help you achieve your business need. And then we hope for the next one.
1: Well, this is exciting. I mean, this is a thank you for using me as a real-world example because mm-hmm. it's very pertinent. And I think it, it doesn't matter what the content is that you can use AI to understand and to learn from, it's the idea that you have big data. Exactly. And you in that is information that you can use to inform the future mm-hmm. and maybe make strategic decisions or even realize the value of the data because you organized it differently. Because mm-hmm. it's unstructured in some way, right? I'm, well, not using, I'm not sure I'm using the right words.
0: Well, but. no, actually, that's fantastic, right? Because now that you've got all this information, now what happens from there? What do you do with it? Well, the next big challenge comes in is that you need what we call a content management system, a place to put all that information. We call it content. Right. So what do you do with it? So we also provide, and it's actually the kind of the exciting thing that I can talk about here today, is that we're branching out a new product company that has a new cloud-based CMS as the driver for it. Okay, you said a term. What does that mean? CMS. Thank so it you. means content management system. Okay. And a content management system is a technology system that allows is a place for you to put all of your information. It can be digital, like videos and audio and things of that nature. Okay. It could also be things like documents or just simply metadata that you have. Metadata means things like the news, uh, news articles, or uh, associated information, for example, in music, the track and the artist and the song title, all that information gets put into the system. Right. So we've spent the last two years building out a new content management system for managing all this new infra- all this new data that's coming out of the AI world.
1: Okay, so you're talking to me and about a real-world application for me. Is this something that is the, only the domain for big companies, or is this actually something that a person, a solopreneur, early-stage company a company of 100 employees, who can use the kind of
0: tools that you're talking about? So you can use this system at pretty much any size. Okay. And the reason is because the cloud enables that. I sound like I'm a big proponent of the cloud, and I suppose (laughs) I am. But it's more that it it, it feels like (laughs) it, but it's more of what it is. It unlocks it for us. Okay. And the cloud gives us the ability to do this. The cloud means that somebody's already set up the software. They've already set up all that techie stuff. It's already set up there, and you just sign in with your account. So rather than me having to come to your office and bring servers and figure all this stuff out, which that's not fun. It's also very expensive. Yeah. Instead, you buy it as what's called software as a service. Yes. That means you pay a monthly fee and you get access to this whole world and it's already all set up for you. All you have to do is provide those 1,000 or those 1,500 almost podcasts, send it to the system, and literally you drop them in a bucket and you mm-hmm. step back and you wait to see what comes out.
1: I'd have to believe that the CEOs and business owners that are listening to us, either live today here on octalkradio.net or watching the live stream on octalkradio.net's web YouTube channel, or maybe they're going to pick it up as a podcast on the podcasting platform and taste it. They, they're they're getting comfortable with the idea of storing information in the cloud, whether it be OneDrive for Microsoft or Dropbox or Amazon. I mean, there's so many platforms now that people are using to get the information up and out of their business onto what is perceived to be a more stable and safe environment. Right. Mm -hmm. That's correct. So you're just talking about using that architecture to then data mine and Mm -hmm. create information that you can build your business around or expand your business on.
0: Well, that's exactly right. Basically, we're trying to bring all that cloud techie fancy stuff to the everyday person. Yes. And rather than. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right. Rather than having to hire an entire IT staff to do it. You can buy it as a service. You pay a monthly fee, for example, and it just works.
1: Okay, so my question to you that we got on this track was, is this, a, is this only for companies with large, significant IT budgets, or is it for small and middle market companies as well?
0: Small and middle market. I would say more of the middle market is going to have enough information that's relevant. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that says a small com- a company can't do it. But you're probably going to want to be in a situation where you have enough information to make it worth your time. So, for example, if you had 30 podcasts probably not as exciting to see the results of it come back as a result. Right. Because the more information you can put into it, the more beneficial it, the system becomes.
1: So we're talking with Adam Smith, and we're talking about two parts of his company, Vibrant Software. That's a universal message that I've heard relative to artificial intelligence machine learning is the more robust the data set is, the more capable you are of kind of manipulating it to turn data into information. Mm-hmm. That's universal regardless if you're a road manufacturing company, if you're a... a, a a radio show station like I am, right? Absolutely. So if you've been in business for a long time, you may not be that big, but you may have, I'm I'm a one-man band, but I've been doing this for 10 years, so I have 1,500 shows, right? So, I mean, you don't have to be a large company to have a large data set.
0: Not only that, this data could go into it, and it could actually say, you know, in your summer months... You were probably looking at that and you were probably saying, wow, these are the types of things that are most popular in the summer versus the winter. So that 10 years, yes. that gives you 10 years yes. of annual cycles to look at. Yes. And imagine you're data mining now some of the information down more inside your business your analytics, your, your, sorry, your accounts payable, even your accounts receivable, you can take even what I would consider pretty boring numbers like that. And you can actually, <laughs> although they're important, they are, and okay. you can even take that apart. And you can use it to be able to really uh, see trends and really better under better underestimate or understand what's going on.
1: Yeah. So, um, this is awesome. I, uh, my, Engineer told me that I called you Adam Smith. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, I, I noticed that. I, I was, didn't notice I, it. I apologize. I, reach I know and tweak your nose okay, a little I, bit for that. But. I'm a big fan of Adam Smith too, but this is Adam Miller, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, um, I almost lost my train of thought. the The idea of taking data to make better decisions gets me excited because mm-hmm. everything I do in my business with Critical Mass is trying to help business owners and CEOs make better, more informed decisions. Mm-hmm. And this is a Powerful sea change that we're seeing, right? We're on the, Mm -hmm. in your opinion, are we on the early stages of how artificial intelligence, Hmm. machine learning, can impact business?
0: That's a tricky question because we don't know how far out it's this this change is, okay. right? So it's Fair difficult enough. to decision, b- it's right. difficult to say, but uh, given that I have to come up with an answer here. Well, you've been I'm,
1: around for a decade.
0: I have. So, a right? number of decades. So, what I can do is I can give I can say this. We ignored the cloud up until probably 5 years ago. And I say that in your truthfully business. in our business, okay, because it w- didn't meet the needs of what we perceived it Needing to meet. So, oh, wow. so, for example, yes, you could put servers in the cloud and do these fancy techie things, but really, it wasn't. Uh, we didn't see a lot of value for our clients. It was until a couple of years ago where the AI and the machine learning really started to emerge as mm-hmm. a service. All of a sudden, that started to change the, the playing field. And so now, where we are today, it's becoming real. It actually is very real. Right. You can feed 10,000 episodes of a show to this, and it'll tell you some startling results. And this AI and ML revolution that we're in right now, right, we're at the beginning of the revolution, but it doesn't mean it's inferior right now. It means it's still extremely powerful, yes. so it's very much worth investing in. Right. But it's only going to get better. It's only going to get better.
1: More robust. Very much. Okay. Okay. So, um... Was there, I don't want to get too wonky, mm-hmm. but you got my curiosity now, Adam mm-hmm. Miller, so I got to ask you a follow-up <laughs> question. Hopefully, the audience follows along with me. Kay. Was there an enabling technological breakthrough or something that happened that allowed you as a business entrepreneur to say, now it's time for me to focus a part of my business in this area?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I saw it work. It's kind of a corny answer, right? <laughs> but no, That's everybody not what I expected. But everybody talks about this stuff, and everybody said, you can do this, and you can do that, and... No, you had to stand on your left foot and spin around three times to make it work. And that just wasn't real. And for our clients, we, uh, we're valuable to our clients because we, need, we figure out all this hard detail stuff for them. Okay. And I can only bring real solutions to them. So the real turning point for us, and this was a few years ago, is where we stepped back and we said, look at this. This stuff really works. This is amazing. And when we saw that, that started us down the path of building out this new product that we've been building for the CMS because we realized... We're going to be inundated with information, and we need a way to be able to put that information somewhere so we can do something with it later. And that we, we call it taking it, taking data, turning it into information. Right. And so we need a place to take that data. Yes. Put it somewhere so it can become useful information.
1: Well, as as technology, computers, Internet of Things, as more and more devices are intelligent and and capturing data that are feeding back to your systems, it's sort of one builds on itself on on another, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Because a business can can have a lot of data that they don't even realize they have access to because they're not thinking of it that way. Is Mm -hmm. part of what you do for your clients is help them to look at their – map their business and go, you know what, you have pools of data all over the place here.
0: Absolutely. Okay. In fact, often they'll come – our clients will come to us and say, I've got this and I've got this and I've got this. Can I do this over here with it? And I'll say, well, you can – but we've got a big gap here, so let's go find that information, and a gap over here, let's go find that. And suddenly their eyes will get wide and they'll say, wow, I didn't even think about it. I could use this and I could do that. And it actually gets very exciting, frankly, when you start to find all these pools or reservoirs of data that you have, information, and it all helps enable that AI to be able to help give you much better answers to those business decisions you're looking for.
1: So you're really talking as, as I heard that last conversation role-played in in, here in the studio, you're really at a strategic level mm-hmm. than with your clients.
0: We are. In fact, we're actually mostly at an educational level. Okay. So it starts out as strategic, then it turns into a very much an educational level where we educate our clients as to what the heck all this stuff is. Okay. And the more they understand it, the more they can grasp it and be able to say, now that I understand what this is, well, then I can really do this over here. And we helped guide them from that perspective because the smarter our clients get, the better it is just everywhere. So once they move through that education level, now they can help us better design that business challenge that they're looking to solve and get that answer properly.
1: So uh, over the years, we've had a number of technology-based firms in here. And one of the questions that I like to ask you is when you're on the forefront here in this pushing the boundaries and helping your clients to understand these new technologies and what problems they can solve, do you ever find that they outthink you in in a sense of, well, they, they sort of want to do more than either it's capable of, or they reframe what you could tell them they could do with it in a way that you hadn't thought of and actually is capable? So I'm asking you two questions. One, do they ask you for unreasonable things given the state of where you are? But two, do they reframe how you might be able to help them solve problems as well?
0: So we do a lot of business analysis. We do a lot of integration with other technologies. We help businesses bring their data together in the companies. And oftentimes we'll be posed with very challenging situations there. Where they'll come to us and they'll say, we've got this vendor that does this and we've got some information coming from it. Bring it all together. And I say, wait a minute, that's difficult. You're asking for a <laughs> tricky thing here. Right. You know, And everything costs a certain amount of money and that's way off the chart. Okay. So that happens to us. That's part of your value. Which is part of the value. Talk we'll them off the out. ledge a little bit. Maybe. But what's been interesting is about the AI and the, is that it's so new that people haven't pushed the boundaries that much quite yet. I mean, sometimes you'll get some pretty interesting questions just randomly talking, saying, can I do this? Yeah. And you can have a conversation. But from a real-world business perspective, most of the time people are pretty realistic about what it is that they want. Because it's what they've been taught in the media, or it's what they've been taught from their peers. Which is still, frankly, pretty pretty um, minimal level right now. Okay. So we don't have a lot of people coming to us and saying, I've got these wild ideas. Right. We're just not there yet in the technology revolution.
1: It, it, this is interesting to me because... It informs the quality of the decisions you can make if you have, you know, my latest book, Killing Cats Leads to Rats. Mm -hmm. Part of the way you avoid unintended consequences is to enhance your knowledge. Mm -hmm. And this gives the capabilities, you know, so much, I think, sometimes of what leaders in business believe are anecdotal Mm -hmm. and informed by history and experience, Mm -hmm. not always the facts. It would be awesome to... Think strategically about your business. In what areas do we have a belief system that if we could access historical data or Mm -hmm. current data, that would either challenge that paradigm, inform it, or reinforce it? Mm -hmm. That's a a function of what you could do for your clients as well, or you probably already are doing, I
0: would think. Absolutely. And then you take things like call services or call centers where we all hate dialing into customer service. But part of the reason that they're pushing so much of that into artificial intelligence, I mean, there are places now you've probably called in the last two years where you were talking to a computer. You weren't actually talking to a person. They sounded like, you know, but it was really a computer. Part of that is just simply the value of removing a human, which if you could call that value, that's what they perceive. But the other side of it is data. You're now tracking all of that exceptionally well, <laughs> and talk about being able to right? come back and really analyze how did that conversation go, Right, that's an entirely made up conversation by a computer. You can analyze every detail of that. So as, this, as the world evolves into that type of a scenario, everything we're doing is being analyzed. I mean, I'm not even going to get into the side of the government and all the tracking and all that craziness, yeah, but the point is, is that right. we're on a path here where it has the ability to really help us in business. And I think that there's a lot of neat opportunities out there we see with our clients. And so um, let's, for those
1: clients that are going, this is a really, or listeners that are listening, this is a great, great conversation. But what is it, again, that Adam's company does? So Vibrant Software, mm-hmm. what is it that
0: you do? So we listen to, so we have clients come to us that have a typically a business challenge that needs to be solved through some sort of technology. Okay. And they're either, they they don't know how to get that technology help, or they have internal technology uh, leaders, and they need to help supplement that. Okay. And we'll help listen to the business need, turn that into a solution, and then help implement and deliver that solution for our clients. And that's independent of artificial intelligence and and all that we all that we talked about i mean e, e, it is but we're finding much more probably right. a, a larger and per, larger percentage of our work is coming around that area because okay. we've done so much work media entertainment audio video digital uh, assets for example we call them mm-hmm. we are doing a lot of work in that area so okay. we've seen a, a, a big insurgence of, of work there
1: okay so so that enabling technology allows you to do it better deeper faster whatever more robustly for your clients That's your core traditional business and now you're launching a new product that's designed to do uh
0: to really be able to gather all this new uh buckets of data i call them all this all the output of all this artificial intelligence you don't want to let it just drift away you want to capture that you want to put it somewhere be able to find it and be able to discover it discover inside search on it find it and then finally present it show it to your users show it to your marketing department find a way to be able to present it to your to your audience right. so that it's useful to them
1: and that's your content management system. That's the content management Which system. you're previewing here on Critical Mass Radio Show we and are, Podcast. Actually, we this are. is
0: awesome. We're breaking news yeah, here, yeah, ladies and that. gentlemen, hey.
1: with Adam Miller of Vibrant Software. Cool. So, if someone would like to learn more, and how could you not, after hearing this 20 minute conversation, I- I'm super excited, how would they find you online? Where would you ask them to go?
0: So, a uh, good LinkedIn profile, Adam Miller Tech, is a, it's a little strange to say. So, it's easier, actually, if you go to our website, VibrantSoftware.com. And there's a contact form you can reach out or you can even in, even email me directly. miller at vibrantsoftware.com that's vibrant with a V. Thank you for being
1: an interesting conversationalist. I've had uh, a great time today talking with you about your business and the problems that you're solving and how you're enabling better decisions within your clients. Thank you for your time.
0: Thanks, Rick. Thanks for being here. Thanks
1: for being a friend of the program and a part of the Critical Mass community as well. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I couldn't do this without our engineer, but I really couldn't do it without our three producers who work so diligently to get our shows ready, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me, let's do it on LinkedIn, Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction.
0: You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show. Focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.